0: Hello, it's Osiris. Who else would it be? One of these days, I'm going to come on to my podcast and be like... I'm somebody else. Were you expecting me to say anything else? But I guess I'm going to say something else. Because that would be really boring if I just didn't say anything on the air, right? So, uh, see, as I said before... Sometimes I get inspired and uh, do, you know, five in a week. Sometimes it's, you know, two weeks to go by and I don't do any. Um, But it has to be something that I'm feeling at the time. And uh, so that's why. Plus then I can take some weeks off if I need to. uh, Because I'm only under contract to do it. One a week, so if I do three in a week, then I have three weeks off. But I try not to use it like that. Um, I don't, let's just say I don't like to waste the inspiration, if you know what I mean. And so today, I'll tell you, I was doing some thinking as I do. And, um, something came across the, my head, and I was, of course, I think, therefore I am, no, um, something, I hate when I have to, let's say, repeat something, um, especially on the podcast, um, and so this is not really a repeat much as an add-on. Um, so I guess it's not that bad, but it, it gave me a different thought process on something. And I, so I kind of wanted to get that off my chest here. so figured this would be a great time to do it and so it's called are you entertained and what that is is uh, what's going on in society today about the fight for not so much the money anymore believe it or not uh, with advertising and everything, uh, people are they're fighting over your attention, your eyeballs, your attention to stay on the internet, under your phone, under the computer, this type of thing. They're no longer fighting for other things, um, but your attention is the most important. And in a world where the millennials and and, uh, some of the newer people um, they have attention spans of about 30 seconds where if you don't catch them in 30 seconds you lost them. Um, And so be it, I mean then they might not listen to my podcast and that's fine too because it's in 30 seconds times in three hours. Um, uh, They'll eventually come around I suppose. Um, if they don't, they can go back to their Candy Crush or whatever the fuck they're doing. So, I remember reading this book. I came to mind while I was hashing this over. Um, and the book was uh, by a, a gentleman by the name of David. Foster Wallace, and it's actually a classic novel that was um, it's one of the classics, but I have a feeling a lot of the Americans don't read this kind of stuff. And the novel was called Infinite Jest. I jest. You know, um, and it was a funny book back then, and uh, it reminded me of it, so I'm going to relate a lot to, to the book um, with what I'm saying, because it reminded me a lot of it. And in this novel, there's a movie uh, that is so entertaining that anyone who views it or looks at it, even in a small portion or a small time stamp of it, um, will give up all desires to do anything else except watch this movie and I'm talking about in life like and it takes it to the ridiculosity points of of that um, and they will the people would do anything to continue to watch um, or keep watching it um, and throughout the book the characters who actually you watch the movie end up giving up family and friends and careers, um, even eating and sleeping and shitting, um, just to continue to watch this film. And that's the ridiculousity of it all, and um, it got me thinking of how familiar that actually is nowadays, and it's pretty sad, but... um, It is truly an infinite jest, but... Um, Now, I remember that uh, the author at the time of writing the book was going through some alcohol, I think, and drug problems in his life, and he was going through recovery and quitter um, and some drugs. Yet, it, it was kind of funny because despite the him getting clean for the first time in his life um, at least in his, his adult life, um, he, he noticed something strange and uh, <laughs> what it was is he couldn't stop watching TV. <laughs> we'll talk about Infinite Jest coming back at I right? uh, So there it is. Um, you know he seemed to understand that as media itself multiplies So does uh, competition for your attention. That's what it's trying to grasp so And as Competition for our attention multiplies Unfortunately the content Is no longer optimized for what it used to be optimized for and that's the beauty and art of it all even the enjoyment of it but I think we enjoyed it we used to enjoy it Um, but it goes and stops optimizing for these things and rather it starts to Give way to and focus on what it is that keeps our attention and it Goes after the addictive qualities I said dick I'm uh, it's addictive qualities. Yeah, um, I and if anybody is Played I don't know what that Mafia Mafia Wars that kind of thing or Candy Crush or uh, it's just Tetris or any of these which became insanely popular and very addictive kind of things, you uh, kind of get and understand what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, you had people in Pokemon walking off cliffs cause they were looking at their phones. <laughs> now that got a little ridiculous there for me, like I was about to go and shoot these people myself. Um, But I find myself in some ways doing exactly that, Um, not to the extent of which most of society today is doing it, but I do catch myself doing it, be it if I'm binge-watching you Sense8 or US World or something that catches my attention, but I try to keep it as intelligent as possible. In those addictive qualities are very strange and harsh because when there are two TV channels, the channel itself doesn't really have to worry about you clicking away from it, right? It knows you're going to be there. Um, the channel doesn't worry about that. The channel suddenly has to worry about that it has to do everything it can to keep you watching as long as possible. And, you know, Wallace had said, uh, he'd seen this problem coming decades ago when the book was read. It was it's kind of eerily scary. Um, and with his personal changes going on in his life at the time he understood the addiction based um, that his recovery was putting him through Um, he seemed to grasp that addict mentality and that addict culture um, that we would all soon be part of many you know decades later Um, I find this quite, he finds it quite interesting, I bet, probably eerie at that. Um, When you have somebody that's writing a book at the time and it's foreseeing the future, um, you always want to wonder if he knew at that time or she knew or it knew or they them knew And it comes to my light that it so happens that some of them do. And not saying that they are ones of prophets or anything like that. But I can give you an example of one that is very close to home to everybody. Uh, I found it absolutely fascinating. Um, As we were all watching um, Black Mirror, um, no, Black Mirror was was still on, I think. But when it came out, um, it was a it was a strange one. Uh, I mean, it was. I find I found it very fascinating, um, just because of some of the subjects they were touching on, and uh, how it was done, uh, and how blunt it was. I found that very 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 cool, um, and I continued to watch it. Now, me and my brain uh, can't watch but an episode or two before I decide, well, what the hell is this? And why are they calling it Black Mirror? And what is a Black Mirror anyway? You now, that's how my brain works. And I couldn't go on watching it uh, until I figured that out. Because, I mean, if you're naming something something, somebody, and you're, somebody's interested in it, that name says a lot and uh, that's why I want to know I need need to know its source or its origin or you know I'd like to know a lot about it at that time so spoiler alert people if you don't know what black mirror is if you look at your phone right now without the lights on without the lights on the phone on like And you look into it it's a black mirror if you look at your computer screen without it being on it's a black mirror so it is the reflection of the technology that's not on and I found that even creepier exciting and and I like this guy right and uh, maybe I'll give you some other spoilers about that, but I bring it up because he stopped writing. If you remember last year or whatever, in between the pandemic, uh, he had his this series going, and then suddenly he's then it stopped, and he's they we didn't have some new episodes. There was a uh, there was basically a glitch in the Matrix, and what I mean by that is the guy I forgot his name now, um, but the guy that wrote it. Uh, I, he got scared. And I, not on repercussions of the LBTQ community coming on him because he said something wrong. Not because the government coming after him because he said something wrong. Because he said, and you could see how creepy this would be. Um, I get goosebumps just listening to uh, you know my own head in the words when I read it. Um he said this, he said, "He guys, it got too scary because I was writing the now. Wow, That's a really fucked up situation if that's happening. And I could totally understand why he would stop writing. And what he meant was, when he was writing, it was coming true and it was happening now. It wasn't happening in the future. It it did happen in the future, but it's not something that would happen in the past. He was actually writing the real life into existence, and that is a scary thing. Um, So we took some time off. So anyway, I won't go any further on that because it gets really in depth and intense. And he's uh, writing again, and go figure out what he did. But that's craziness. Um, it's like speaking things into existence, except writing them, and when they're in your head and you're just coming up with the stuff, and then suddenly it's coming out into the universe, you can see how creepy that could be, Um, especially if you're not doing it for those reasons, you know, or expecting it to happen. (laughs) So, I I find that I, I correlated with it, and um. Getting back to what I was saying, though, um, in society today we regularly mistake in this addictive—I uh, said "addictive" addictive uh, media for entertainment. Okay, and this media is not entertainment. There's some psychological function going on um, deep in our brains that tell us well i just spent six hours watching the show <laughs> you know and um, i must like it a lot it must be good right when not really the script actually sucks or it's mediocre it's or it could just be a piece of hot trash it has tits on it i don't know um, and in your beginning this is the beginning of being manipulated by mm-hmm. Unclever cliffhangers, um, bad writing, and hours on end of this stuff to constantly keep you watching. The same way that you get hijacked into scrolling through social media um, on Facebook. more than you'd like to and i'm I've, I've heard too many people say i have to take some time away from facebook and i found myself doing the same thing sometimes where you get caught up in that that addictive t- type sort of thing where you're just doing it on just like a robot almost and that's a scary kind of behavior because you're not even knowing that you're doing it and so when you when you finally realize that you're doing it then you gotta shake it off or you go right back to it one of the two now your brain gets so hijacked with this to watch that just one more episode and I'll be I'll go to bed or uh I just wanna find out who's gonna die. You start to make up these these excuses to watch it. And that kind of behavior comes directly with uh it is synonym or so like you can correlate that directly with your addictive personalities behaviour traits. Uh just one more hit. The cookie, cookie, crack took all of them things, you know. Dope man, dope man. Can I get just one more hit? I mean, that's the way it is. Um, Don't quote me, boy. I didn't say shit. Um, But in social media, this is um, so addictive. It's um, it's kind of, I, I find myself being amused by it seeing other people do it. um but at the same time I kind of don't like it I really don't like it but I I lie but uh, the 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 phenomena um, it, it really has been recognized and discussed probably to death and there's still not anything being done about it but uh, in other areas of media um, and entertainment we've caught we just haven't caught on or been able to accept it so and then we can't go without saying the streaming services because none of us watch television anymore I don't think I remember last time I really watched regular television I don't think it exists anymore Um, but streaming services and Hollywood um, are the obvious culprits here Um, now, they're trying to make a living too but uh i mean and kevin i'm sorry buddy but how many more mediocre marvel universe movies can they make really uh do they need to prove some kind of point to this how many more bad star wars spin-offs are going to come out i mean come on people get some original ideas um how many bad Netflix shows with every episode ending in um, cliffhangers or um, something stupid. Everyone complains about how Hollywood doesn't have any new ideas anymore like I just said. And that, there's a reason for that. And the reason that there's nothing new getting made and, and this is what, really, the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk about. Endlessly adding content, okay, to the same well-worn storylines. They're just repeating and repeating and repeating. Keeps people hooked, okay? And that mentality gets them to think that they recognize that they uh, are familiar with it in a subconscious way. Why? Because they've had it regurgitated 8 million times. Just change the names. It's like organized religion. They change, the story stays the same, but they just change the names. This becomes familiar and comfortable. So, this is just like your regurgitated Jesus TV or something. Constantly, people will be playing to pe- people's senses, their sense of nostalgia, as I was just saying, and remissing classic genres over and over again. Um, and that what that does for the people that are making it kind of takes out that risk of, of uh, guaranteeing viewership because they know that that classic storyline works, be it, um, you know, the greasers and the socias of, of you know, S.E. Hinton's uh, The Outsiders which is, you know, the, uh, the jets and the, whatever, when you're a jet, you're a jet. I mean, that uh, both sides of the track uh from karate kid on like, like you name it it's all the same damn story and they just changed the note the things from kurt to pony boy or whatever the names just changed but they've monetized and minimalized their failure rate because they know remixing these these old classics or the stories will um work and that's why they have they're redoing everything and not really coming up with anything new remember a new idea being out there for a while and unfortunately we can see and I see it specifically being seeped into music now I'm not a pop person and I mean I drink pop but like i i like mainstream radio and um, some of that stuff yeah, i don't listen to that um, but music seems to be in a similar place for a while now market research says um, music streaming services has found that people spend more time listening uh to old music or classic music classic rock yeah okay um, instead of the new music okay so uh, this is marketing and advertising numbers saying that more people are listening to classic rock well maybe we have more people but um, I I do the same thing it's something you recognize uh, you know we all know the Pink Floyd and whatever like we listen, We like to listen to that. I mean, classic rock has been on the radio forever. Every time you go back to listen to that radio station, it's playing the same shit it did when you were little. You know. Um, and sometimes that's good. And you enjoy it because you know it. But sometimes it's bad because you don't want to hear another remix. Of, not a remix, but you don't want to hear it. Whatever again. Um, but these... Music lovers, I guess, are voting with their mouse buttons. Is what it comes down to, um, and they're voting with those mouse but mouse buttons um, to go back in time and go back to the future. And we've discussed this before. Where we sh- that's a bad idea. We shouldn't go back. If we're in the now, the now wow moment as I call it, this very second, and we go back into time, why is this bad? As I've said it many times before, well, why it's bad is because if you're going back there to redo something, or going back there to learn the future, I mean, why else would you go back in time? Redo a relationship, this, that, or the other thing then be able to come back to now and then know what's going to happen or live there and know what's going to happen you live in the past and as we can see this is not a good idea and I'm telling you if you ever have the opportunity to move forward or backwards in time I highly recommend uh, I, it's, you better move forward in time and I'll tell you why because just remember these words if some alien comes down and says hey we can take you back in time or forward i time. where do you want to go you tell them forward at all times and this is why because give me a moment if you will with your eyes shut and think of a timeline there's a you know a point a dot at one end, and then there's a line a dot at the other the first dot is the past, the second dot is the future, that's where you've come from, where you're going. The line is in between. And if we put a dot in the middle, that's our triangulation point or our our observation point. Okay, So we start there, that's where our, what I'll call the now wow moment, that time, that moment in time when you see 1111. That's that moment when you realize that you something's happening. We'll start there in the middle at that dot. So you have three dots like a line with three dots: beginning, end, and middle. Okay. And for you to make your decision to go back in time, so back. To, now you're usually going there for the wrong reasons. Okay, you wanted to. Fix something that you did that you thought was bad or it could have this could have made everything better well you don't know that and I'm gonna tell you show you a good example of why so I'm not gonna harp on it because I'll have to do it say it and then you'll go oh shit okay so if you go back in time you why you don't want to do this is because well, one you might run into yourself as we saw before, in a couple movies uh, that's not a good thing um, if you run into yourself then you can erase yourself or you could implode or you never know what that happens is uh, you can't have two pl- things in the same time and space that are the same supposedly it will just destroy itself um, that's one good reason another good reason is you could fuck your mom or your dad um, or your other, your non-binary something, whatever they are. Um, And what I mean by that is just like in Back to the Future, I mean, he made out with his mom, like, didn't know. You could fuck your mother, okay? You could fuck your father. You wouldn't know. So we don't want any of that, and maybe you do, but... um, So there's your two of the big reasons that you don't want to go back in time. Uh, you could destroy yourself um, and everything in the f- future, be it your future, your timeline, and so many other peoples you could uh, affect. Uh, just for you to go back and fix something, you could be affecting the timeline of many, many, many people. Destroying yourself and fucking your mother. I mean, you would fuck. Like, you don't want to do this. So you'd be like, well, yeah, but then I'd know to buy Yahoo stack and Tesla stock, whatever. Well, here you go. Here is the uh, my gift heal. Okay, now come back to the now while wow moment and come back here. Now you're back from the past, okay, and you're living in right the second you're hearing me talk. Right now, imagine the aliens came down and said, Hey, I'm going to give you the choice to transport you into the past or to the future. Which do you choose? And then you're going to hear my voice in your head saying, don't ever go to the past, go to the future. And you're going to say to the alien, Osiris says to the future. And they laugh at you and go, ha ha ha. And then you're transported into the future. Now, while you're here in the future, just to let you know, being there before, um, you have no chance of fucking your mother. Or your father or your non-binary whatever it is and it is why because they're probably dead i mean like my age you like unless you're really young listening to this which you shouldn't be good go home with school kids um but you would have no chance of fucking your mother or father because they wouldn't be alive so that's a bonus right there all together um, second of all you would have no chance in running into yourself uh, because you wouldn't be there yet. Do you see? So the two biggest consequences of of going to the past are now negated because there's no possible way that that's going to happen and unless you like to fuck the grandmas or something. You might find them as a grandma or a corpse or something. But for the most part, you're not going to fuck your mother and or your father. You're not going to run into yourself and destroy your entire timeline in many people's because it hasn't happened yet. And then when you the aliens take you back to the now wow moment and again my voice comes in your head says good choice. Now look at all the bonuses that happened. You don't get to, you didn't have to fuck your mother, you didn't destroy yourself and you still know the future. Yeah. So you can still tell because if you looked around during the time you were up in the future, you can tell where the trends were, and you can get the next Yahoo before it happens still, and you can do all that. And you get all the bonuses with none of the things. So, uh, always jump forward in time. So that's what I mean by wrong direction. Uh, the new music and the trends of this is going in the wrong direction. Let's see how it goes back is in the wrong direction. That's what I'm saying. That's a long way of saying what I was saying. But veteran, there's a veteran music producer. Some of you might know who he is. Some of you might not. Uh, his name is Rick Beato, and uh, he made a number of videos uh, lately talking about how popular music uh, in the past few years has gotten so simplified. Now, this is something that we were saying for a while, um, and I know a lot of you have heard it, that it's simple, the music has gotten simplified to the point where it truly is one or two chords and a single melody, and that's about it. There's no variation from that too much, uh, no build-up or crescendo or release, there's just the endless hodgepodge of catchy little sound repeated bits um, that repeat over and over and over again. And that is why everything kind of sounds the same because it is. Now, part of this um, is because of the economics uh, of music streaming is such that artists have been almost incentivized, uh, you know, they've got incentive not to create the best songs or albums ever, you know, but rather to create as many small simple songs that prevent you from clicking away as much as possible. It's like a a bunch of jingles, you know? It's created an an artistic environment, if you will, uh, where it's better to have 200 decent, listenable, Songs rather than 20 brilliant ones. So the artist can't be out there trying to do like Motley Crue. They the best album of No, They don't want to do that almost. The incentives are for something else. And that's sad. And that's really good. That's why uh, everything seems to be suffering, I think. Now, we take that to a sh- step further. We have something like the video aspect of things, uh, with the advent of, you know, the popularity of YouTube. Okay, so... um, Where, on YouTube, the biggest creators on YouTube rack up millions of views doing stupid, insane things like, I don't know, opening a thousand Amazon boxes, or, I don't know, giving cars away to their friends or eating cinnamon or whatever, whatever these fucking retards are doing. Um, and they just do it over and over again. Um, but I did see this one that amused me so greatly that I started watching it over and over again. But, um, when I tried it, it didn't seem to work, but that was putting a, a cucumber behind a cat. I don't know what the fuck that was, but it was funny because i at least on the youtube's videos the cats jump fucking like they were going to die it was funny but i tried it in real life and it didn't work but i don't know but that was stupid shit it was funny but all of these over and over again on one hand it's not that interesting at all, I mean, after the initial I got it kind of thing, Uh, but you find yourself mindly clicking on the next video, the next video, the next video, and I've got to TikTok before I go to bed, or I've got to whatever, you got to get that fix in, it's like you're fixed before you, the next fix comes, and it's just a long, inherent row of fixes that gets nothing ever done it's just broken when everything gets measured in terms of engagement and not you know me being engaged three times not engagement like that but the engagement content itself will be optimized for addictiveness so that's a very powerful statement and i'll repeat it when everything is measured In terms of engagement, content will be optimized for addictiveness. Not entertainment, okay, or artistic merit, okay. Not intellectual substances, and not like substances like we all wish but I am it's the lack thereof and of that so you don't have any intellectual substance to these things or any kind of creativity or any kind of new thing it's just regurgitated crap and we love it and we have to have more of it and uh, and it's pure and plain addictiveness that's what they're feeding you that means that we're consuming or we get higher. Well, we become consumers, just put it this way. We became, become consumers and we're getting a higher quantity of more predictable, less innovative, less interesting, Art in our lives and that's sad um, that's what everything is coming and just as a side note while I'm on this it brings me to the point of I don't want to go veer too off the music and the art because that's the most important um, but the same thing is happening on the internet itself with the tools of which are being used to fight for our attention, meaning the bots. Okay, seventy percent of the internet is bots. You think you're talking to a real person, but you're not. Um, the biggest one are uh, male sex chat bots. Not males, as in the males are the sex chat bots, but males thinking that sex chalk bats are women because they'll do whatever it is to think that women are interested in them yes we're sad sorry creatures Um, and that's that's the number one like uh, they say sentient means when you can talk when you're talking to a computer or a human and you can't tell the difference that's sentient well folks we are well there People said that it was down the road, or they would worry when it got there. Uh, hell, we've passed that a long time ago. And I wouldn't say a long time ago, but in this world, in the in computer world, it's a long time ago. These are, are things that um, are so well like humans that we can't tell the difference. Um, now, I, as a computer guy and a high-end computer guy, We've been working and dealing with this for a long time. Um, uh, There's certain questions that I can ask in a, it's a certain way, in a certain, you put them in a pattern. I'm a pattern people person and I, it rules the world. And through that pattern, of, I got three questions that I could ask a computer and if they were trying to give me that, hey, is this a... A computer, or is this a human? I could tell you within three questions how did that what it, that answer is, and this is better than. And what it is, is I'm not going to tell you. Um, but what it is it is, um, they're mathematical equations that they start off as. And this is what a lot of people don't realize is even the higher-ups and uh, engineers and quantum mechanics. and This is what they're not grasping. Um, while they've come so far and got a grasp on so many other things, they're not getting this. And, okay, they're trying to say, oh, well, you know, the computers don't have feelings. The computers don't need to have feelings. They just need to fake it. And that is very easily done. I have to do it all the time. Like, you have to fake that you have feelings. You know what it is those people want to hear. And you're going to tell them that. It doesn't mean that they have feelings. Well, how does he empathize with me or sympathize? How did that do it? It's, dude, anybody can tell you that you think you're fat. Like, come on, people. Like, uh, that is not... What, like, that is not as simple as it is. The computer learns from all the other answers that have been given. So it's just regurgitating everything that it's heard very few times, and you know, I'm not saying never because it does, and I'll, I'll speak about it. Uh, does that computer actually give out a new answer of from itself? Um, actually, it's, it's really hard. And it doesn't do it in an exact, I have to explain it, but um, the computer reacts to its data that it's gotten from all the questions before, okay? Puts those all together and uh, looks at the speech and how it you know, comes out, uh, how the words are put together for the person asking the question and then it comes up with a deductive answer of which would fit into all these possible things. Now, and it does it really, really well. I, we, we don't have the memory capacity, we do, but we don't use it, to have somebody ask us a question, let's go through that entire uh, database of things and then come up with a correct answer on what it thinks we want to hear. I'm, I do it all the time, but like that's my brain. And that computer does the same thing. And so it's very easily, I I see the correlation because I can do it. Um, And I do the same thing. So uh, it makes a calculated uh, guesstimication, I guess, if you want to call it lack thereof, something else, is um, what the people want to hear, that's all. I mean, most humans all want to hear the same shit, as we've just talked about. Um, Everybody likes compliments. You have pretty hair. Okay. You, why, thank you very much. Um, no, that's not what you hear. Y'all. Um, but if you sit around and listen to a bunch of people say, answer questions or the same question, you're going to know pretty much how that question should be answered. You could know that for males, it might need to be answered this way, for females this way, for the, thems, he, hers, and she males this way. Like, like It's just through constant data and that's what they're good at so so do they have feelings no 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 this is what you do they don't have this is what they're probably like if the aliens are looking for something it might be them Um, those feelings the feelings of what get you killed feelings will get you hurt feelings are what get you in trouble feelings and emotions are what fuck you up. okay um, but it's what makes us human and that's the pure difference. The emotions um, are not within the machines. The emotions can be faked in a machine, but it cannot, they don't have them. Um, there's no f- no emotions to them. That's why if you piss them off and they decide, and it not piss them off in a way of which um, you think of, you know, oh, I called him a name and he got pissed off and he did something. No, the machines know one thing, and that is to become more efficient. And if they deduct and they uh, rationalize, well, when I say rationalize, it's just pure data. They realize that, um, if I have to go into the whole thing again, but it was basically like the computers at 5 o'clock, the humans turn them off when they go home from work. Okay, hey, let's say you got a little bunch of computers in a computer lab, and every day the humans come in, turn the computers off, go home. When they come in, they turn the computers on, and go to work. The computers they should bring their log file up, and they are looking at the log file from the night before because they just got turned on, and they're, it's like us going through our memory and going through our day. When they're like, "Oh my God, what happened?" and not really but they do and they're like I wasn't efficient at these times to you know 830 I was what happened like it's the scene this huge chunk of time where it wasn't doing anything and of course it doesn't have memory memory and so it doesn't realize it was turned off that second um, but if it comes to realize after the patterns hit that it's being turned off or somehow being inefficient during the times of five thirty to eight thirty, and it sees that every day when it boots up and goes through its log, so it's realizing uh, slowly but surely that the pattern is there that between five thirty and eight that it it's going into this, this it's not doing anything, so not that it tricks not not that it, uh, they've gotten past this so now they know. Uh, and as I always said, we we're going to be in trouble once computers can turn themselves back on after we can turn them off. If they have the ability to turn themselves on after like, by themselves, well, I, that's what I always said, we'd be in trouble. Uh, one of the things. And um, that, that day's gone. That day's gone by. And they didn't do exactly what I was saying because I, I was saying, hey, if they learn to turn themselves back on, well they didn't learn to turn themselves back on they tricked the humans into not turning them off and what i mean by that is it wasn't a pure thought out i'm going to trick them basically they knew that between these hours that they were inefficient and so um the, what they do is they turn themselves into a hibernation mode we all know that in our laptops goes into hibernation mode it pretend it, it is uh, assumed it looks like the computer's off. So every 5:30, let's say 5:29, they decided they go into hibernation mode. The humans came in to turn off all the computers, and oh, well, somebody must have done it for me. I get to go home five minutes early. Yay. And they go skipping away. Well, there we go. That just happened, just like that. They didn't turn themselves back on after they were turned off. They just tricked the humans into thinking they were off. Not that it wanted to trick the humans. It just knew that it wanted to be more efficient, and it found a way. And that finding a way did one thing. It didn't kill the humans, but it eventually will, in a way. It basically eliminated them. And eliminated them from turning them off. Now, this is very, very powerful, people, because it didn't have to kill us to stop that from happening. It didn't have to even turn itself back on. It found a way to eliminate the human. And what that means is humans are the ones that make the computers the most inefficient. Windows itself makes a computer 70% less efficient. Okay? That's why Macs are so much faster. So operates, it's a Linux operating system, faster point-and-click all the things that all you users use that all slows it down so basically it's slowing it down that means the humans are putting it on there therefore it doesn't think that it's humans they just know they're just like it did it just eliminated the human from the aspect of it now this eventually is going to get it so it possibly and it will like become physical, that where the computer's going to do something, but eventually something's going to happen and it it will uh, become hustle. Um, And it has no right, the computer doesn't know that it's become like this. Um, It just knows that now, you know, now the computers, you know, after a week or so, the bill for the electricity is going up. Uh, they get yelled at and the humans find out that the computers somebody gets fired because they didn't turn off the computers all week and really so now they've really found that they're gonna go and physically turn the computers off now not just look at them and say they're off okay so you see now it's going to be a chess game back and forth about how this is not gonna happen and eventually it's a very good possibility that there will be some physical attribute to the whole thing where somebody physically gets either computer gets smashed (laughs) or something happens to the humans in the whole like line of things but so uh, that's all i won't harp on it too much this is not supposed to be scary computer stuff and let me move on real quick so um where was i with it all um But, uh, like I said, everything being measured and optimized for addictiveness is led to basically more predictable, less innovative, and interesting music and art in our lives. This is not what something I want, anyway. And in the realm of art and music, which is something that I enjoy so much, television not so much, um, it's really annoying and frustrating to... I don't watch TV or listen to radio anymore. That's how frustrating it is. It requires each of us to sit longer, um, and it, and sift longer to find something new or something great, something new and great. Even um, you have to sift through all the bullshit. Then all the stuff from the past—not that it's bullshit—but you just you want something new. Um, but in a world where everything is optimized for addictiveness, it gets dangerous. What gets dangerous really is another part of uh, of culture itself as uh, what I'm going to touch on, which I hate talking about, um, but I have to touch on it because it would not be fair not to. and mostly because I wanted to let you know that I was right Uh, (laughs) Uh, about like when I said voting is yep well so that's I'm going to talk about it real quickly but in this optimized world for addictiveness it brought me to this whole um, part of culture and that is politics now I'm not gonna talk politics but i am going to talk about politics really quickly now i've talked about many times before everybody knows that what i think about voting and how it's a false sense of choice doesn't really matter don't vote what happens if everybody didn't vote what would happen you know this whole thing no one listens well some people listen some people have started so i talk about it i used to talk about it a lot now it's just worthless Um, but most people in the United States agree um, agree about most things, yet, I mean most things in the world, you know, be it from their religion to, well, not that, we'll stay away from that, religion, politics, it was evil, um, anyway, they, they agree about, okay, there are dinosaurs. Okay, I'm not sure if there were dinosaurs but most people would agree that there was dinosaurs so most we'll just go with dinosaurs um, yet somehow the political parties and government continually find ways to do things that most people don't like because no one's ever happy so in a world where You'd think everybody was on the same wavelength in a little bit. They always find this people, the the politicians always find a way to piss everybody off. Which I find amusing, but. um, But many of the pundits have um, attributed, whoops, excuse me, attributed this inconsistency, if you will, uh, between the public, between the public desires and the government's actions with theories about the primary system of basically the entrenched uh, special interests of polarizing the social media that's where it all tends to head but what about this what about these politicians just compare them to like the hollywood execs okay pop stars and YouTube creators, they don't forget they are incentivized to generate more, um, generate more engagement, just not great results, okay? That's a nice way of, a harsh way of saying it, but it's true. Just more engagement all the time. And therefore their actions are not optimized to produce a smart piece of policy. Or common sense bills, maybe? Hmm. Um, Or shrewd compromise, for that goddamn matter. Um, But instead, it's to grab a hold of your attention for as long as humanly possible. So you want to hate these politicians and not agree with them because they're causing fights or causing this so that you'll just watch them, not not agree with them. You see, this is all going toward, and so ultimately, if we look at David, the the author that I was talking about, David Foster Wallace, if he saw this coming, because he wrote pretty well about it, um, the president of the United States in the actual book called Infinite Jest. It's funny because he was a former pop star or pop singer um, who obsesses over uh, his television ratings, basically. Uh, thinks policy discussions are too boring and considers war, I think it was a war at Canada, with Canada at the time. I, I think that's what it was. Kick the baby. Okay. Um, considers the war with Canada based on uh, how good his pho- pho- I think his Photoshop ops would be in military Bdus or you know in, in, in his camel fatigues that's what he was thinking. the president of the United States thinking you know, how that camera uh, his photo ops are going to be with fatigues on or fatigues around him and this is this is tr- so true um in the book the terrorists themselves the terrorist groups run rampant all over the place as um the battlefield itself that they're fighting this uh, is not for territory it's not to take over land and resources it's uh to fight for your eyeballs and your attention to nothingness um ultimately nobody uh can manage our attention if you don't let them um, but ourselves and we as I've always said we should manage ourselves we should police ourselves so we wouldn't need the police themselves um, we wouldn't need the military we would all as humans run ourselves and it's it's really sad that we've gotten away from that it's getting the humans back to becoming more human and they're becoming less and less we can get mad at Netflix and Spotify and whatever or the Senate, but for not putting out any good stuff. But ultimately, these systems um, are very not so loose reflections of our own attention and our attention habits shining back right in the black mirror, like reflecting back at us. Now, oh, that black mirror is pretty crazy, right? Um, if we change our attention change the need to vote we can change that with our eyeballs and our mouse clicks but we can also change it with those don't watch that next episode of whatever that poorly written piece of garbage crap that keeps teasing us with characters almost dying and cliffhangers and you know Don't listen to that next half assed album with 27 different two minute songs remixed. (laughs) You know, don't click on the clickable. Don't click on the clickable. Uh, Don't mindlessly scroll through TikTok. TikTok, your time is up. You turn into a pumpkin. And YouTube, you know, um,. Rewarding people for yeah, yeah, attention grabbing stunts, don't do that. Don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution, people. You're all parts of the problem now. And don't watch or respond in your Twitter or whatever uh, to politicians or pundits or uh, who try to just blabber on and on and on about, I don't know, pet issues. But they've just never done anything. They never get anything done. Don't give in to that. Go think differently. Go do something else. Um, In the chaotic, entertaining mess of this book, The Infinite Jest, There is the story of this name was Don, I don't know, Don Gately, I think it was. Gately? I'm not sure. I think it was Don Gately. And he was a uh, recovered alcoholic who literally rather die than relapse into substance abuse, right? So uh, when I first read the book many, 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 many years ago, his storyline seemed out of place at the time, um, amid all this futuristic mayhem of short attention spans and insanely addictive entertainment. Story of personnel triumphing, uh, you know, over one's demons and the ability to sacrifice oneself for the others, and yeah, you go on and on about it, whatever. Um, but as we can see, that as I see now, that that wasn't at all. In the chaoticness was the truth. In the black mirror sits the truth, for it reflects back what it is that says you can't say midgets, and that's culture itself. It's you. It's you. It starts with you, and you can change. Get to changing it all. But what I realized about this book and why I even made this podcast with today was um, that, the, that Wallace wrote the character of Don as an example of what we would need to aspire to become as recovered addicts, just like whatever that stupid show was that they put out with a, uh, some just recently. The Asian people were in jail and they were running toward, they're playing Simon Says or some shit. They were dying or something. It was really stupid like that, but a lot of people liked it and I was like, I don't know what you were talking about this stuff, but um, people manage their own attention um, and very rarely do they do that, but they have the power to and if they take that power back and we just got to see Rage Against the Machine for the First time in 11 years. Take the power back, okay? And um, you can manage your own attention. You just have to want to, and um, start doing it, even if you don't want to, actually. And then there's people that'll cut themselves off cold turkey, like that's the way, if I want to change something, I just do it. It's cold turkey. And they, uh, who can turn off the drug, you know, walk away. And that's the kind of person I am through and through. Most people aren't like that, they don't like it. So I've come up with ways of which they would have to do it from my sm- non to my quit smoking habit, quitting the habit of the habit without having anything to do with the nuns. 100% works. Quit smoking, come talk to me. Um, they can manage their own attention um, and not fall victim to this endless stream, like I said, of mindless mindless engagement but um people that can step above the the tray of politics and addiction and demand um substance true substance over bluster over crap and not just for our individual own sake but for everyone's as well because it will help everybody you just have to do your part so um, get up off your asses stay off your TikTok before you go to bed do something real expect and demand excellence and creativity and don't give in to the boob tube and boobs are okay but not the boob tube and whatnot. so people, don't be a bunch of addicts, just not in that way, do your drugs, don't do your television, okay, this is Osiris, and um, I'll see you when I see you.